Um, I got a lot to cover tonight. I'm going to be taking some call-ins as I often do, so make sure you stick around. If you got questions, I will definitely drop the link for you guys to call in for the Q&A segment. Uh, I only dropped that onto the YouTube uh, podcast link, by the way. It doesn't go anywhere else, so make sure you are there. Uh, let's see here. So before we get started, let me just drop the YouTube link because I want to get everybody on at the same place, same time. Uh, head over to YT. And when you head over, subscribe, thumbs up, help out with the algorithms. That's just a kind thing to do, if you know what I'm saying. All right. Let me just get this volume up. It looks like it's a little bit low. Okay. Okay. So let's get started. Um, bit of a background. So <laughs> I don't tell you this when you're 20. You think you're invincible and, you know, you can party your nights away and drink and do drugs and hang out and not sleep and ride motorcycles to the dark hours of the morning and all that good stuff. And uh, at some point, it seems like for most guys, sleep issues will start to catch up with them. In fact, just about everybody I know that's as they get older, one of the things they always say is, well, I didn't really take the sleep that I had when I was younger for granted and I wish I had it back. And I was one of those guys. Um, I talked about in my book, in the Unplugged Alpha, how there was three things that happened to me that really, uh, you know, led me to my unplugging. You know, the unplugging phase of my life to, you know, get away from society's comforting lies. But it also created a lot of stress in me too. And I had pretty severe sleep issues for quite a few years. Um, it was around 2011-ish, I think. I was going through the sort of divorce stuff. That was pretty exhausting. That was when I started to have some pretty interesting sleep issues. Wouldn't sleep through the night, wake up in the middle of the night. Uh, stressful dreams would sort of, you know, get you up. Like that's just, it's part and parcel of stress when you create stressful moments in your life where you allow things to, you know, uh, commandeer you, if you will. Um, I was also dealing with lobbying a interesting bill in Canadian Parliament. For another year and a half after that, that was stage two of the unplugging that I went through. And that was stressful as well because there was there was a business that I had spent a good 12 years creating. Uh, I had the responsibility of the, I don't know, 24, 25, 26 employees um, doing close to $300,000 a month in receivables, lease obligations, equipment obligations. And it was a point in time where it looked like the legislation was going to put that business out of business. Um, so that was pretty stressful to kind of work through as well. And then there's, of course, the third part, which is really which led me to like the red pill stuff, which is the whole, um, you know, the whole betrayal from a woman again, which is just whatever you're a dude, you're going to get betrayed by chicks in your life. It, you know, it is what it is. But those three things sort of compounded in some of the worst sleeps of my entire life. Not getting, I mean, I was lucky sometimes to get four hours of sleep. On average, sometimes I get three, three and a half, maybe four, four and a half. Um, it, it was pretty exhausting. Um, having kids, by the way, I mean, if you have a small child, will interrupt your sleep pretty dramatically. They just don't sleep. They scream. Some are very colicky. Um, you know, they have night terrors and stuff like that. Um, you know, my kid was one of those screamers, like loud at night, wouldn't stay asleep. So all of these things can really affect your sleep quality as a dude. So in this video, I'm going to talk about all the things that I did to fix that. And I did fix it quite significantly. I mean, I can I can even show you right now. I don't even know if the screen will pick it up. But 
um, my sleep tracking on my aura ring, which I'll talk about in this video as well. How many hours of sleep did I get last night? Um, seven hours, 31 minutes. Um, can I open this up and show sleep stages month? I think it shows you sleep hours, total sleep. Yeah, there you go. So the bar graph, I mean, I'm getting anywhere between like seven to nine hours of sleep on these charts. It will focus. No, well, of course, of course it doesn't. Oh, there we go. You can see there, you know, tracks your time in bed and everything and hours of sleep, amount of deep sleep that you get. So this is a useful tool that I'm talking about in this video, but I'm getting usually somewhere between seven to nine hours of sleep right now, which is great. Um, so much more productive during the day. Uh, energy levels are up. Your personal training is improved. Uh, striking ability when I'm at the dojo, all that stuff goes up dramatically. It is so, so important and it's so overlooked and so taken for granted. I took it for granted when I had it. Like when I was younger, I was I was that guy that had to have an alarm to wake up in the morning, okay? And even when the alarm went off, 8 o'clock, 8, 8.15, like I had to be at work at 8.30 or 9 or something like that when I was, you know, like the employee guy. Um, I would like literally set set the alarm to the shortest possible time so that if it took me like 20 minutes to get ready, drive to work and like log in, that I would get that 20 minutes of like, you know, or the that extra few minutes of uh, sleep. So I almost always had to wake up tomorrow. Today, I'm almost always up 4 a.m. So usually somewhere between 4 to 4.30 a.m. I just wake up naturally now. I don't even need an alarm. Um, it's pretty exhausting sometimes uh, to wake up that early, but it just becomes, you know, pr uh, productivity time for me. I just get up, grab my coffee, start working. I'm usually working on chapters of my book first thing in the morning, just writing and stuff like that. So that's... That's where I'm at today. So let's get into those details that I was talking about earlier. So the problem already discussed, don't need to uh, belittle, sort of belabel that, belabor that is the correct word. So here's all the solutions that I implemented. And I watched so many podcasts. I hired a, a, a sleep expert, spent $3,000 on this guy for several weeks of uh, consults and coaching, read books on it podcast after podcast, shorts after clip after clip, all this stuff. This is everything that I found. And I'm going to tell you what was most effective for me. And a lot of these kind of have a synergistic sort of compound effect, if I'm being honest. Um, first thing that you got to know is that a lot of what we're dealing with today that interrupts sleep patterns, noise, uh, light pollution, fucking EMF around us all the time. These are all things that you have a certain degree of control of. And it's not that expensive to fix these. Like some of these solutions that I'm going to talk to you about in this video. Um, look, if you're older, you got your money sorted, you're not going to care about it. You're going to go and spend it. Trust me, it, it will help. But some of these are pr pretty much free, like dark, cold, and quiet. Uh, dark, cold, and quiet shouldn't cost you that much money to fix. Um, we didn't have light pollution or any light whatsoever a thousand years ago, right? Candlelight, maybe if you're lucky, you're a campfire, but that was it. We're designed to sleep in the dark, absolute darkness, uh, with the exception of maybe some light from the moon and stars, pretty much absolute darkness. So make your room like a bat cave. Uh, you shouldn't be able to see your hand in front of your face. Like it should be that dark. Um, if you have a set of blinds or, or shutters or California shutters, go to a store. I know Costco shell, sells uh, blackout curtains. They're not expensive. 
get blackout curtains. They also deaden sound too. So they're, and you know, in the summertime, if it's hot, they also keep heat out of the um, room as well too. So blackout curtains are probably the best bang for your buck. It's, it's going to make your room, your room dark. It's going to make your room uh, cold. It's going to make it quieter. So if there's street noise, it's going to filter out some of that. So make your room as cold, dark, and quiet as possible. When I say cold, it doesn't have to be a fridge, but apparently the ideal temperature to sleep in is somewhere around 17 degrees Celsius. Uh, I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit, probably 65 to 67, something like that, maybe 66. About 65, let's, you know, let's call it. Uh, you want to get the temperature cooler, right? Because it gets cold at night. And it's unnatural to be in a, a bed during the day that's 20 degrees and 20 degrees at night because your HVAC is on and you keep the heat on super high at night. It's unnecessary. And it's not good for deep, restful sleep. You're going to get deeper, restful, more continuous sleep if your room is cold, dark, and quiet. Eliminate noise. If you've got, look, there's some things you can't do to get rid of noise. Noisy neighbors, street noise. You live in a noisy city. Uh, you can get earplugs. One of the things that I found incredibly frustrating when I was trying to fix my uh, sleep issues is I put all the work into cold, dark, and quiet room you know, blackout curtains. Uh, I even changed the windows around my bedroom um, because I didn't find them to keep the keep the street noise out, if you will. So I, I just paid for better windows. I mean, the windows were about 10, 15 years old anyway and probably need to get replaced at some point. But I just put in new windows that were, that were deeper and had sound deadening properties to them. Um, and again, one of the things I found incredibly frustrating is, you know, when I was doing the dating and the plates and all that sort of stuff, you'd be usually downtown there's a lot of city lights in toronto fucking noise and sirens and all this and like chicks don't have proper blinds in their bedroom it's like horrible you're gonna have terrible sleep um set up your set up your sleep studio your bedroom whatever you want to call it so that it is cold dark and as quiet as possible you can use a uh, sleep mask to cover your eyes you can use earplugs for your ears if necessary uh and definitely lower the temperature so that's that's step one um, and again, you guys in the chat or in the, uh, comments after this, leave, you know, leave whatever your tips are, but just sit tight. Cause I'm probably going to cover most of them. Um, the other thing is removing stress. So one of the problems that I had was, um, when I went, whenever I had stress in my life, I would always wake up somewhere between two and 3 AM, which by the way, is also uh, peak cortisol production time when you're stressed. So if you find yourself in a position where you're find yourself getting up two to three o'clock in the morning and you can't fall back asleep, that's because your cortisol is generally spiking. Um, you got to remove as much stress from your life as possible. You don't have control over a lot of things in your life. There's only one part of the universe that you can control and that's yourself. And that is what you should focus on. Um, I, I had somebody that once gave me a tip because, you know, I was talking to him about, um, you know, dealing with stress, you know, female betrayal, chick, chick, uh, you know, chicks will cheat on you, of course. And you wake up in the middle of the night, and you're like, oh, what did I do? Was this me? What could I have done better? Blah, blah, blah. You're lying there like a goofball trying to figure it out, trying to replay events in your mind like a moron, because that's what we do when we're plugged in, guys, right? And the dude was like, just, just take, you know, just take your ideas, just take a pen and write it down. He goes, you know, whatever's in your head, just download it, go through the exercise of just writing it down. And I had one of these funky uh pens. I don't have it here anymore, but I had this pen that actually had a a light in the tip of the pen and I left that in the bedroom and you know you click it on the light would come on so you could see the paper and you could see what you're writing i never really looked at it but i would just you know write down shit 
And it was hilarious because by the time you'd wake up in the morning, you look at that notepad, you'd see things like you bitch, you betrayer, like, you know, just like the weirdest sort of things. But that that in itself might be therapeutic for for some guys. But ultimately, you have to eliminate and learn how to give fewer fucks about things that aren't truly fuckworthy, that aren't within your realm of control. There's a chapter in my book about managing your fucks um, in the Unplugged Alpha. I know many of you guys have read it. Um, you can just grab it off of Amazon or, or Kindle or whatever. Um, you know, but I talk about some of those details in there, but you have to manage stress and remove it as much as possible. There's a lot of things like exercise. I'm going to talk about, you know, like a few of those other components that help to reduce stress as well and some supplementation, but stress is, stress is a killer. If you find yourself getting up between two and 3 AM, it's usually because of cortisol spiking and that's a result of stress. It ain't worth it. It's, it's, it's good. Like you keep doing that for years. It will take time off the end of your life. You will live a shorter life, a less productive and a less fulfilled and a less optimized life if you let stress get to you. If that's a problem for you, do whatever you can to minimize stress, eliminate it, and do everything you can to get more restful and deeper sleep. Three, four, five hours doesn't cut it. That's bullshit. It's it's not going to work. Another thing that you got to do is remove screens from your life. So if you've got, I mean, we all have these devices in our hands all the time, uh, whether it's tablets, TVs, or whatever, but they all emit blue light. And most of them, in the settings, like I know my Android has um, a uh, screen setting where you can take out blue light at nighttime. Turn that on so that it so that it removes as, as much blue light as possible. You see a lot of these um, biohacking dudes, right? And I'll be honest, I'm a little bit of a biohacker. I don't tell anybody, you know. <laughs> but I've I've figured out what works and what doesn't work. But a lot of these guys will have like these blue blocking glasses and they have like yellow tints to them, sort of thing. Those things, you know, can work as well to eliminate it. But the best thing really is not to look at screens before bed. Um, I can't tell you how many people, you know, have TVs or phones or tablets right in their bedroom, either on the wall or at their bedside table, almost at all times. And it's a really, really, really bad idea. Um, when I get ready for bed, like this is my workstation this is where the emf is the computer screens the lights the wi-fi all that bullshit i leave everything here everything is like you know if i'm going to bed the phone's here plugged in to charge here you know and it's charging cord sort of thing um i don't bring my phone into my bedroom i don't fucking care about notifications they're all off the phone is on silent i don't care if somebody dies in the middle of the night i can't do shit about it i'll deal with it in the morning when i wake up i don't need to get emergency calls um, it's not important to me. Sleep is more important to me. Phone's plugged in. It's on mute and it's away from my body. Uh, using screens before bed or around bedtime or waking up in them. Like some people check their phones in the middle of the night. Again, you know, um, you know, plate spinning days. A lot of women keep phones in their bedroom, right by their bedside table. Or they'll be on them in the middle of fucking night glowing like on their faces. Like, you know, it's like, fuck, you know, you're not designed to do that when you when it gets dark and you get sleepy and it's cool go to sleep and get rid of anything that's a distraction that distracts you from deep sleep another thing that i'd recommend here and i got my notepad over here and a few things are going to pop up there's an app here uh here i'll put it up on the screen i'm going to show you how it works because it's actually really cool and it's free um if i go you'll probably see this on my screen actually if i do it this way um let's go here to slides okay no share screen here we go 
window, boom. So on the bottom of the screen over here, if I just highlight this, does it show? It doesn't show it up, does it? Hang on, let's see if there's a way that I can get that to show up. Maybe it won't show it up because it's StreamYard. I might just have to explain it to you. Sorry. Try Chrome tab, see if it pops up that way. And full screen, let's try that. Is it, no, it doesn't. Okay, so this isn't going to show on the screen because it's because it's uh, above the show sort of application. The StreamYard doesn't let me pop it up, but there's an app that you can get for absolutely free called F.Lux, okay? F is in Frank, dot L-U-X as an X-ray. Um, you should have this on all of your devices uh, that you can put it on. It goes on PCs, it goes on iOS devices, tablets, um, actually, don't quote me on that. I'm not sure about tablets, but laptops and desktops. Um, and what it does is you set your location and it, and it follows your time zone, right? Right here, right now in the bottom, right? It's got my GPS location. I'm not going to read it out for obvious reasons, but, um, it's got my GPS location and it knows what time the sun comes up, what time the sun comes down at that location. And then what it starts to do is during the day. It has full blue light coming out of the screen by around 730 o'clock or so. It seems on this setting, it starts to take out about half the light, uh, half the blue light. And by um, 930, 10 o'clock, it's, it's completely off the screen. There's very, very, very little blue light. And that kind of makes the screen look awkward. It makes it look almost like yellowish. Uh, a lot of the brightness is gone. It's kind of annoying. You know, if you're looking for a bright screen, but what it does is it takes out a lot of the blue light and the blue light is, is what messes with circadian rhythm. Uh, and it's, it's going to interrupt your sleep pattern. So stop using the damn screens, keep them out of the bedroom. Don't fall asleep to TVs. You shouldn't even have a TV in your bedroom. I'll talk about EMF in a minute. Use F.Lux to take out the blue light. Use the settings on your phones to take out blue light at night. That will improve your body's ability to produce melatonin get into deep restful sleep and stay asleep throughout the night. You also should stay consistent. One of the great tragedies for us is that a lot of people, Monday to Friday, it's they have a schedule. They get up, they do their stuff, they go to work, they come home, they do their stuff, they go to sleep. And they generally go to sleep earlier during the week than they do on the weekends. And then it's like Friday and it's like, woohoo, it's party time or Saturday. And it's like they stay out to like the wee hours of the night. And they, they don't get enough sleep. They don't get enough quality sleep. And then by the time Monday rolls around, they're tired as shit. And that's why they're all, it's Monday. For me personally, I just sleep exactly the same time pretty much seven days a week. I don't give a fuck. I could be out at a party, at a retreat, at a whatever. And if it's like 10 o'clock and I usually start feeling tired by like 9, 30, 10 o'clock, I'm like, yo, peace out. I'm going to bed. And some people give you a hard time over that. What are you doing? Have a few more drinks. Drink, drink, drink. Shot, shot, shot. Blah, blah, blah. Smoke a doob. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, I'm going to sleep. I don't give a fuck. You guys keep partying. I'll see y'all in the morning, right? And I always like get my room away from all the, the hustle, bustle, and noise and, and bullshit. That's just the way that I am because I don't give a fuck. For me, sleep is more important. And staying consistent with when you get up and when you go to sleep seven days a week is, is far better than you know, five days a week. And then your body has to try to adapt to like two days of like very little sleep or late sleep and trying to sleep in, which you really can't do because your body's not used to it. So being consistent with your sleep patterns is by far the best way to get again, deep, restful quality sort of sleep. Um, another 
recommendation that I would make for you guys is getting a Wi-Fi timer. Now, I'm going to get into some deeper kind of like woosah shit at this time uh, because getting rid of all EMF in your room, in my view, is helpful. There's a lot of st studies that have indicated that being around EMF, um, these, these frequencies, and that's, by the way, that's like electronic frequencies through wires in the wall, that's Bluetooth, that's Wi-Fi, that's cellular signals. You can get rid of a lot of these, you know, by the way. Um, I mean, there's nothing you can really do about Wi-Fi, about cellular signals or your neighbor's Wi-Fi, for example, but that mostly stays in their house. It doesn't, you know, come into your house, especially if you've got distance, you know, between the two places. But EMF is disruptive to mitochondrial function and especially mitochondrial function in your nuts. And if you want strong testosterone levels, having like putting a cell phone in your pocket by your balls is a bad idea. That's a dumbass, about the dumbest thing that you can do. And sleeping by your cell phone is a really bad idea. Having electronics in your room is a really bad idea. Some people will, um, you know, will just limit it down to like lamps. You know, for example, like they have bedside lamps. And I'm going to get geeky on you here. But the fact of the matter is, is, well, let me explain it to you this way. If you have a garden hose and the water pressure is on, but the uh, sprayer is off, like you're not pulling the trigger, there's pressure up until that point, until you until you squeeze the trigger. Electricity works the same way. Even if the lamp is off, if it's right by your bed, there's electrical current coming right up to the switch where you turn the knob to let, you know, to turn on the light and turn off the light. So there's still current that comes close to your body. Um, one of the most interesting biohackers that I knew, he, when he custom built his house, he actually set up his bedroom so it had a master kill switch on the outside of the bedroom. So before you'd come into the room, there was a switch on the outside of the wall, which would kill uh, electrical feed to all the outlets and sockets throughout the room, with the exception of the one that he needed for his uh, chili pad. And I'll talk about the uh, chili pad later. But basically, everything in the room didn't have any electrical current going through the walls, through the lamp plugs, uh, the lighting, the fans, nothing. It was, it was a complete dead zone. That's a little bit extreme. And for you to do that, you'd really have to like get to that point when you're building the house. Uh, but just having a Wi-Fi timer that kills the Wi-Fi in your house after a certain period of time, because you're not using Wi-Fi when you're sleeping. So why have that shit bouncing around your house in the middle of the night when you're trying to sleep? It's not normal. It's not natural. EMF disrupts sleep. Uh, it disrupts your mitochondrial function, you know, your body, especially in your nuts and stuff like that. Get rid of anything that's electronic in your room. I know that's going to piss some people off, but I can't sleep without the TV on and blah, blah, blah. You'll get used to it. Trust me. Um, I used to have a TV in my room and I'd often, you know, leave it on or on a sleep timer to fall asleep to it. Uh, it, it doesn't matter. I don't even notice the difference. In fact, I sleep better and I fall asleep faster without having a TV or any kind of electronics in my room. Um, I don't even have a lamp by my bedside table. Um, the lamps on the other side of the room. So like there's very, very little of anything with the exception of um, my chili pad and a CPAP, which I'll get into in a little bit. So EMF, we talked about that. Um, exercise. Look, man, you know, for hundreds of thousands of millions of years and stuff, you've been like walking nine miles a day and hunting saber-tooth tigers and mastodon and whatever the fuck else is out there. That's how we operated. We didn't sit in like a sedentary fashion in a chair as a couch potato driving at a desk all day. Get some fucking exercise. I shouldn't have to explain it to you. Exercise. Move more. Eat better. Uh, pick up heavy shit. Put it down. You will have deep restful. Like I always sleep better when I have busy days. If I've been 
riding my bike for two or three hours, if I was at the dojo for 90 minutes, uh, if I have a good workout, um, all of these things will let you sleep better. Big smash session, you know, before bed, all of these things will let you sleep better. Uh, get the exercise, get it daily, move more, eat better. Another one which I don't do, um, but I've tried, which can be helpful, is hot baths before bed. Apparently hot, like heating up your body and then cooling it down very quickly before you go to bed is very helpful. Um, I have a hot tub, and whenever I use it before I go to bed, like it's usually dark. You know, I just kind of go go back there, flip it open, and, you know, chill out, grab a, a tea. You know, sometimes it's just me. Sometimes it's just me and the chick, and we're just sort of chill out there. But but the hot tub is 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 usually set to like 102, 103. Um, you know, you get out there, it's hot. I get out, it's cold as shit outside, obviously in the wintertime. And, um, you know, by, by the time you dry off and you get into bed, you're like, oh, it's just nice. It just feels like your body feels rested. It's tired. It just wants to sleep. Uh, heating up your body with either a hot bath or a hot tub is always a good idea before bed. I don't do them very often, but I find them very effective if and when I do do them. Uh, another really important tip here, for good sleep is your body isn't going to be able to go into deep restful sleep if if you have a full stomach um i hate it like i hate eating dinner at eight nine o'clock ten o'clock um like even times if there's an event or something happening and there's dinner and dinner's at like eight nine o'clock i i don't even usually eat like a full meal like i'll eat dinner earlier like i don't give a shit i'll just have like a bunch of food or some snacks around five or six o'clock and then when the dinner comes for the event, I'll just maybe have an appy or a drink or something. But I, I don't like going to bed with a full stomach. Uh, it's uncomfortable. Your digestive system uses a lot of resources to move food, digest it, and all that sort of stuff. And you're always going to get far, far better sleep. I find personally, uh, if I stop eating after about 6 o'clock, that's the best. Sometimes it's hard to do if you're just chilling, you're watching something, you know, there's a good movie on and you got snacks going. Um, but my last meal of the day, like my dinner is usually five, five thirty. I don't have late dinners. I, I, I tend to avoid eating late and you'll always sleep better if you have more of an empty stomach, um, or several hours have passed since your last meal. Some people say, you know, make sure it's at least three or four hours. Um, for me, it's usually three and a half hours or so. So that seems to work pretty good. Um, losing weight is pretty helpful if you're fat hate to tell you, but you're not going to get quality sleep. It's usually because you're oxygen, like you're going to be oxygen deprived. Uh, people that are overweight, obese, often are deprived of good quality sleep because of they're not breathing properly. They're snoring. They stop breathing in the middle of the night. Um, just not good. So if you're overweight, I mean, there's lots of perks of losing the weight aside from lose, like looking better and, you know, women will be more attracted to you, obviously, but you also sleep better too. Uh, so lose the damn weight. Um, the other point that I have to that as well is SpO2 monitoring, which is your blood oxygen levels. Your blood oxygen ideally should be like 98, 99%. Like 98 is great, right? Um, they have these devices and I got some of them queued up over here. So let's talk about that real quick since we're on that topic. Um, I've been using these for a few years. I, I love them because you can't manage what you're not measuring at the end of the day. You really can't, you know, like, how do you know if you're losing weight? If you're not, you know, stepping on a scale, how do you know if your blood, if your body composition isn't improving, if you don't have a body fat percentage me measurement, how do you know if your blood labs, you know, if your blood is, is healthy and your organs are healthy, if you're not checking your la labs 
every you know three to four months. You're not going to know. You have to measure things if you want to manage them. And one of the things that is a very useful and inexpensive tool, uh, you know, to ma measure sleep is sleep monitors. Um, I've used this company's product for quite a few years now. It's called uh, Looky Tech, L-O-O-K-E-E -E, uh, Tech.com. Um, so I just look it up. They're not paying me to say any of this. It's not an affiliate link or anything, although they should be paying me because I'm going to sell a shitload of these things for these guys. I used this one uh, for several years. It, it, unfortunately, it only lasted about three years and then it just stopped working. It, it stopped collecting the data for whatever reason. I don't know if the, the battery died or there's something wrong with the cord. Uh, but I just ordered this one the other day because it just died on me. So this one kind of eliminates the cord situation. They're about the same price. They're about 200 bucks. Uh, and I think if I'm not mistaken, they have a Black Friday sale on right now. So a lot of the stuff is on sale. So I just bought this one the other day. Um, and it essentially tracks your blood oxygen levels. Do they have a picture here on the screen of the app? Um, no, they don't have it here. Um, but they have this app. Hang on. It might be if I click through over here. There it is. But they have this app like this, and it'll show you your recording time, uh, drops, your average SpO2. 95% is kind of getting on the lower side. Um, ideally, you want it around 98, 97. Like I, I like mine higher than 90, 96, 97%. It also tracks your lowest SpO2 throughout the night. It's got these little bar graphs that tracks everything. It tracks your heart rate, and it also tracks your motion. So if you're moving around a lot in your sleep, um, it tracks all those things. Um, it's a very, very interesting tool. And it's it, it's comfortable to wear. You don't notice it, that it's there. Uh, it collects a lot of data. Um, using this was one of the reasons why I went and got a sleep study done, which I'll talk about as well. But I started to note, like, like this one here, for example, shows an average SpO2 of 95. I started to notice more orange on mine and in some cases some red drops throughout the night which was a strong indicator that i wasn't breathing enough or that i wasn't getting enough oxygen and um, that's a problem um more plates more dates derek has talked about and i watch his channel um you know often you know as a tool and it's got lots of resources has talked about you know if, if you don't have good quality sleep and if you have sleep apnea you're you're going to suffer at some point like like it's going to catch up to you it's going to knock years off your life. A lot of guys that are that are bodybuilders too, so not just fat dudes, but if you're a bodybuilder and you've got a big, thick neck, right? And that's kind of me, like I've got a bigger neck. Um, it, it makes it harder for you to breathe properly at night. Um, so I tracked the data for several months. I noticed the SpO2 wasn't great. It wasn't brutal, but it wasn't great. So I had my doctor, um, I don't know if they write a script or whatever, but they have to do like a referral for a sleep study. The sleep studies here in Canada are free. Um, I don't know what it would cost elsewhere in the world, but you know, whatever it costs, if, if you're tracking your blood oxygen and it's low or it's not high enough, or you see significant dips, another strong indicator, worst feeling ever is if you're asleep and you're just like, they're asleep. And this usually happens when you're sleeping on your back. And then you wake up gasping for air, coughing, <laughs> like, like just coughing. That's your body waking you the fuck up because you stopped breathing for so long that your heart and your brain is being deprived of so much oxygen that it throws that electrical signal to wake you up and it shocks you awake. It is the most bizarre and uncomfortable and rude awakening that you can possibly have. I've had it happen to me a couple times in my life. It sucks. It's a strong indicator that you're not that you're not breathing. Um, 
So if that's happened to you, I would definitely recommend get a, getting a uh, sleep monitor, monitor, monitor your blood oxygen level. And if it's called for, get a sleep study done to see what's actually going on there. Um, so check out that product. It's 200 bucks. It's not expensive. It works really well. The data that it collects is totally valuable. I would definitely get it. Um, I see somebody here in the comments says that it vibrates too if your blood oxygen gets too low. The problem with that is I set it to the lowest setting and you'd feel it. And then you wouldn't feel it when you're asleep. Like the whole idea of the vibrating is it's supposed to vibrate on your finger to wake you up, to remind you that you're not getting enough blood oxygen. But the problem is, is if you're in a, a deeper sleep and it's vibrate, you don't feel it after a while. Like you build up a tolerance to it and you literally don't feel it. Like I've, I've seen the uh, charts in the morning and it's going to be like, oh, it vibrated there, 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 and there. And I didn't feel shit because I was in such a, a deep sleep. So the vibrating function on it, I'll be honest with you, it's not particularly useful. Um, it's fine if you're, you know, like you're falling asleep and you're not in the right position. It's fine if you get up in the middle of the night, take a piss or something like that, and you find that you're not breathing properly when you get back in bed, you know, before you fall asleep. You'll feel it then, and you maybe switch positions to get better uh, flow. But like, trust me, you're, you, you are just going to sleep through it, right? Like you're not going to wait. You're not going to be woken up by it, if I can put it that way. Um, let me go back to my notes over here. So we talked to talked about the blood oxygen stuff. Um, hot baths, don't eat after six. No caffeine after. So unless you get your DNA checked to see how efficient your body is at metabolizing caffeine out of your body, you won't know if it's three hours, four hours, or eight hours. Uh, if, if, if your body metabolizes caffeine very slowly, it could be as long as seven to eight hours. For me, I've had my DNA tested and I know that I metabolize caffeine very, very quickly. So I could have a coffee at four or five o'clock in the afternoon and still sleep. No problem. So my advice is no caffeine, unless you know, you know, how fast your body metabolizes it for somewhere between six to six to eight hours before bed. Um, for me, I have like one or two coffees in the morning. That's generally it. Sometimes I have a decaf in the afternoon just cause I like to taste the coffee. Um, but no caffeine before bed or anywhere close to bedtime is a strong recommendation by all experts. Do it. Um, another one that I found was very, very interesting and it's hard to do in the winter time, but getting sunlight in the early morning and the late afternoon, um, getting the blue light into your eyeballs is apparently very, very effective. Um, I don't remember the podcast I was listening to, but, um, some of the oldest, um, items in your eye, I'm butchering this obviously, cause I paid attention to this so fucking long ago, but some of the oldest, um, like components of your eyeball itself go back before eyeballs were even used to see anything like before your eye formed this structure, because it's really an extension of your brain. Like your eye is actually part of your brain. It's not separate from your brain. It's actually part of your brain. It's just like, like your brain squished it out and forward to the front of your head so you could see shit. And one of the earliest uses of that was to detect blue light, which would tell you to get up in the morning and when to go to sleep at nighttime. So it's incredibly important to get blue light apparently on this part of your eyeball in the morning and late afternoon. So when the sun's coming up, I, I always do this in the spring, summer, and fall. It's harder to do in the wintertime because it's cold as shit. And you don't want to go outside. Everybody's got their excuses, myself included. But ideally, 
get out, look at the sun rising. I mean, don't look directly at it. Like if this is the camera, for example, is the sun, then I would basically kind of like look over here or I would look slightly over here. I wouldn't look directly at the sun. Um, but looking in the, in the general direction of the sun for like 10, 12, 15 minutes is apparently what, what you need. Resets your, resets your circadian rhythm to tell your body, okay, it's wakey time. We have shit to do. Give me all the hormones that I need to do shit, to have energy, to be productive, to be focused and all that sort of thing. <clears throat> and then the same thing at the end of the day, as the sun's going down and it's low on the horizon. And interestingly, it's always when it's low on the horizon that it's important to do this. So in the morning and then again at the end of the day when it's low on the horizon, look at the sunset. Same sort of thing. Sun's over there. You spend, you know, 12, 15 minutes just looking at its general direction. Admire, you know, the trees, the clouds, whatever it happens to be. That helps reset your circadian rhythm so that your body is uh, attuned, you know, if you will, or, or, or calibrated to understand, okay, it's getting dark. The sun's going down. It's time to, you know, turn off systems, slow down systems and get ready to go to sleep. It's time to produce melatonin and all that sort of stuff. So it works. I mean, it, it sounds goofy as shit, but trust me, ever since I heard about that, I do that as often as I can. Um, again, it's, it sounds goofy, but I'm the guy that is out there, you know, looking at the sunrise and the sunsets. That's just me. Um, another thing that I learned is, uh, booze and weed, it, like it's not only just bad for your body in general and for productivity and for your organs, like there's no real upside. I got a video that I did the other day on, um, uh, booze, which is going to be published in the entrepreneurs and cars channel in the next week or so I get into more depth. So I'm not going to belabor the issue, but, um, your body is unable to get into deep restful sleep when you have booze and weed in your system. It interrupts it. And I can factually speak to this because my aura ring, okay, these things, I don't know, they're like three or 400 bucks. Um, that's what this ring is. It's got little sensors on the bottom. I can't pull it off my finger cause it's too snug right now at the end of the day, but, um, it's got these sensors on the bottom and it tracks all of your data and it tells me whether I'm getting quality restful sleep or I'm not. And if I've been out drinking, you know, the dube gets passed around sort of thing, the quality of my sleep drops dramatically. I don't get restful sleep. It's absolutely 100% correct and right. So now, I mean, I tend to avoid that. Um, for me, again, deep, restful, proper sleep is more important than, you know, ah, let's party it up and get stoned and all that sort of shit all the time. You know, there's a time and place where it can be fun, you know, from time to time and when you're hanging out with people and, you know, the right moment, uh, you know, used you know, gingerly, if you will, but it will interrupt your sleep. So if you're one of these guys that thinks that, you, you know, you need to smoke a joint before you go to bed or have a glass of whatever before you go to sleep, it will interrupt your sleep. It will absolutely positively disrupt your sleep. And at the best, you may sleep throughout the night, but you won't get deep restful REM sleep, right? Which is what your body needs. So take it for what it's worth. Listen to me. Don't listen to me. Doesn't matter to me. It's up to you. Um, next point I got is a weighted blanket. Sounds goofy, but it works. Um, I heard for years people telling me, oh, you got to get a weighted blanket. They're awesome. You'll sleep better. I was like, yeah, well, yeah, whatever, whatever. And it's like, I was going through all this stuff anyway. And when I ordered my, uh, chili pad, which I'll talk, talk about in a little bit, um, I got a weighted blanket at the same time. And it's honestly, it's, it's awesome. You know, I should have bought it sooner. They're not expensive. They're just like these blankets that have, um, I think they're weighted, uh, I don't know if they're lead or, or, or heavy silicone or something, but they, but they have like these little beads in them that are heavy 
And I don't know if you've, um, you, you know, ever seen a kid swaddled, like a baby swaddled, but babies, when they're small, you basically swaddle them. Like you basically wrap them up like a burrito and they're like sitting here like this sort of thing. And that, that, that comforts them and it makes them go to sleep. And there's something about having some degree of pressure or weight on your body that puts you into a, a, a state of relaxation and contributes to deeper, more restful sleep. I don't know what it is. Sounds goofy as shit, but it works. It's that whole swaddling thing from when you're a baby. It just reminds your body comfort. You're warm. Close your eyes. Relax. Go to sleep. It works. Um, weighted blankets. I definitely endorse them. Go out and get one. Um, talked about the SpO2 monitor. Talked about a sleep study. I will say this with the sleep study. Um, I don't know if all the places are like this. Obviously, I just went to the one that I went to. What you do is you is you go there. You go through a, a full prep, the questionnaire, blah blah blah, all the shit. They take your height, your weight. They you know they have this room that they kind of walk you through, and there's like every like there's all these medical students at these stations and they monitor like three rooms, you know, each, you know, for example, and they walk you to this room, which is the shittiest, most uncomfortable room possible. The mattress sucks, the fucking decor. It's like an office with like roof tiles. It's just a dog shit place. It's, it's not a comfortable, it's not a welcoming place. You know, if I can put it that way, it's definitely not my bedroom. It's not a nice hotel room. It's shit. The pillows suck, the bed sucks. And then after all of that, they wire you up. They they basically put, I don't know, 50, 50 wires on you maybe, maybe a little bit more. From, from essentially your head to your toe, you've got all these wires all over your body, tracking uh, pulse rate, movement, uh, blood oxygen levels, brain wave activity probably, all this bullshit. So you're in an uncomfortable room that's not cool without a weighted blanket, without a chili pad, with a shitty mattress, crappy pillows. Um, it's just an awkward place. You're not going to get great sleep there. I'm going to tell you straight off the bat, you're probably going to get a worse sleep score in one of the sleep study rooms than you will in your bedroom. And I think there's a reason for that because <laughs> I was talking to my massage therapist about this you know, before I went to it, and she goes, everybody that leaves the sleep study clinic comes out with a CPAP machine. They want to sell you a fucking CPAP machine. In Canada, the government covers like two thirds of the cost, and like money's not a problem for me, obviously. So I don't give a shit anyway. But like, I got a CPAP machine. I'll talk about that in a minute. But the sleep study will tell you how you're sleeping, if you're on your back, if you're on your side, if you're on your stomach, what percentage of the time, what your blood oxygen levels are, if you're snoring, how loud you're snoring, what your blood oxygen levels are at each you know sleep apnea event, how many sleep apnea events you have throughout the night. Again, I believe that it collects a lot of data, but I also believe at the same time that it's also designed to make sure that you get worse sleep than you would in your own bedroom. Um, I really wish they would have a more welcoming room for you, or at least let you plug in something at your house and collect the data from your own room, but they don't. You have to go to these places. And the data they collect is pretty fucking scary, right? It's, it's like, holy shit, you know, you're not breathing this number of times per hour. Uh, you're snoring at this volume. Um, I also slept on my back something like, I think 42% of the time. And I never sleep on my back when I'm at home. I always sleep on my sides. Um, so I was probably sleeping on my back due to the discomfort of all the fucking wires and shit. When you sleep on your back, you're more prone to snore. 
and not get good healthy blood oxygen levels. So take it for what it's worth. Um, you know, try to accommodate for that, knowing it if you ever do a sleep study. But it's it's um, it is what it is, right? It's 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 a useful tool, but I also believe that they're also designed, you know, as a function of society, as I like to say, plugged into the code of the matrix. You know, when you see the code of the matrix, it's everywhere. It's not just wham, and it's not just money. It's not just all of these things. They want you fucking under control. And, um, you know, if they can plug you into their shit and tell you that you're shit and you have to use their shit, then they're going to sell it to you. Um, it is what it is. Anyway, done with the sleep study. That was around February. Uh, I get the results 90 days later. And then they say, uh, you know, we're going to script you a CPAP machine. Fine, whatever. Um, you know, so I ordered one of those. That took like seven months to get. They, they, they basically called me and I was like, who are you and what are you calling me for? It was literally that long. It was almost 10 months later. So I got the CPAP machine. They suck. Uh, they're uncomfortable at first. But um, I do track my blood oxygen, or I was tracking it with a low key that I had um, for a good two months while I had the CPAP. And I wouldn't say there was a dramatic improvement in the blood oxygen levels, but one to two percent higher. Like if I was averaging 94% blood oxygen, I'm now averaging 96 to 97%. Um, so that's a good improvement. Um, they're not that comfortable, they're kind of hard to get used to. They have all kinds of different masks and things that they want you to try. At the end of the day, I ended up settling with like this nose pillow mask where it's basically these two things that go up your nose and the thing kind of goes over your head. Um, and it's like a leaf blower. Um, it just kind of like, you know, blows air into your nostrils uh, when you're inhaling. And then when you're exhaling, then it just relieves the pressure so you can exhale. Uh, it does help. It's quiet. It doesn't make any noise. You get used to it within a few weeks. Um, I, I can still sleep without it. Like when I traveled down to Mexico, uh, the other week, I didn't even bother bringing it with me, even though they say that you can, or that you should bring it with you at all times. But it's like, I didn't bother bringing it. I still slept. Okay. But, um, yeah, so I use the CPAP now. Um, I took that on Derek's advice for more plates, more dates. Cause you know, he said he uses one and, you know, he's talking about it in depth and I'm like, yeah, that, yeah, that makes sense. Like I've, I've seen the writing on the wall, like, uh, you know, I've seen the blood oxygen levels not being that great sometimes. I've woken up before gasping for air. That fucking sucks. That's scary as shit. Um, so, yeah, you just, whatever, you know, you just take it. Um, that actually brings me to another point, which I forgot to write down and talk about. And uh, fuck, we're almost an hour into this and I still haven't covered all the material. Um, I read a book a few years ago called The Oxygen Advantage. I can't remember the author's name, but the title of the book is The Oxygen Advantage. If you want to read it, get it. I, th I thought it was useful. But but the summary of the book is, is that most people are mouth breathers. So you're always, you know, breathing through your mouth when you're talking. I have a hard time talking and breathing through my nose. I just, I just can't do it. But whenever I'm doing anything else where I'm not talking, where my mouth is not required, I'm always breathing through my nose. There's a ton of advantages through breathing through your nose. Um, it, it boosts your nitric oxide levels. It moisturizes the air before it hits your lungs. It filters the air before it gets to your lungs, nose hairs, uh, mucous membranes in your nose. Um, you like you want good nitrous oxide levels in your blood. Uh, it improves brain function. NOx levels, by the way, is is, is what drugs like uh, Viagra and Cialis are designed to improve, basically. So you know if you want good sexual health, you should be breathing through your nose. 
there's a reason why they make fun of mouth breathers. Um, <laughs> they're normally goofballs, but breathe through your nose. If you want to read the book to go through all the details and all the studies are there, but the TLDR, you know, version of it is just breathe through your nose as, as much as you can. Um, some people tape their mouth when they sleep. I tried that, but because I have a beard, I have a hard time getting the tape to stay. So what I found was because I couldn't get to the outside of the lips, like I could only stick on the lips. Um, at some point in the middle of the night, I wake up finding myself chewing on the fucking mouth tape or spitting it off my face or something like that. So um, that just that just didn't work out for me. But if, if you don't have facial hair, you might want to try mouth tape. It kind of forces you to breathe through your nose. <clears throat> the um, CPAP machine that I have um, only operates in your nostrils or 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 through your nose, and I don't wear mouth tape, and I'm always breathing through my nose now. It's just it's just more comfortable. Um, I sleep better with it. I, I have better, you know, uh, numbers on my, uh, sleep tracker. So that's just my advice. Make sure you sleep through your nose. Um, sleep tracker. We talked about there's, there's lots of sleep trackers out there. I was talking to my buddy, um, uh, Charles, and he was telling me that the, um, was a Fitbit. It's the, it's the wrist worn one because he had the ring and he had the wrist worn one. And he said the data is almost identical. Um, so it doesn't seem to matter what you get to collect your health markers or your data, especially like, uh, sleep data. Um, but get some sort of sleep tracking device. I like the ring personally. Um, it's, it's just comfortable for me now. It, it's not really in the way. I don't even notice it when I'm at the gym lifting weights or anything like that. Um, it's, it's compact, it, you know, for me, I just like it the best. Um, there's a lot of people that have compared the different sleep trackers and they've concluded that they're mostly all shit, but this is the best one of all the shit ones. So that's the one that I kind of settled with. But get some sort of um, health tracker that tracks uh, your your sleep, your length of sleep, the depth of your sleep. Um, some of them have SpO2 monitors. I'll tell you straight up, the SpO2 monitor, and this sucks. Um, I bought the newest generation because I thought the SpO2 monitor would be able to replace the low-key one, but it simply can't. So I think this is gen three. Um, so you can save the money on this gen and buy the previous generation that doesn't have the SpO2 monitor. It's not accurate. I know for a fucking fact, it's not accurate because it'll say that my blood oxygen was 98%. And then the, uh, low key sleep tracker, which has a big ass fucking red light. Um, the one on here is tiny, but has a, a, a big ass proper light, um, says that, you know, it can be like three or four or five percentages lower. So, SpO2, not accurate. I think the rest of the sleep data seems to be pretty accurate, though. But the Aura Rings, you know, what I chose to go for. Um, the next thing on my list is, and I realize this is a very comprehensive list, guys, but I put a lot of time into putting this all together. So I really hope you find it useful and you adopt, you know, as much of this as possible. Um, a good mattress. The amount of people that will buy a fucking $400 mattress in a box because they saw it on social media and they deliver it to their door, but will spend $5,000 on a fucking TV is just utterly absurd to me. It doesn't make any fucking sense. You spend one third of your life in a fucking bed. You sleep essentially one third of your life. One third of 24 hours in a day, you're generally speaking, generally speaking asleep. So why would you cheap out on a mattress? It doesn't make any sense to me, but ev almost everybody does it. They don't want to spend money on a fucking mattress. When I say that I spent six thousand dollars 
on a organic memory foam mattress, people lose their shit. Oh my God, it's too much money. Yeah, but you'll spend $6,000 on a fucking flat screen TV with a surround sound system, right? But where you spend one third of your life doesn't fucking matter. Um, these memory foam mattresses that you buy online for peanuts, for a few hundred dollars, for a thousand bucks, if they're not organic, they're made from petroleum products. And these petroleum products seep nasty shit into your fucking lungs, onto your skin while you're while you're laying on these things. They've done studies on it. They've proven it. They're they are toxic. Okay, use them if you want. I don't give a fuck. It's your life, not mine. But my recommendation is spend a little bit of extra money, go to a quality mattress store, find somebody that knows what they're talking about, that that knows all the products, that knows what the good ones are from the bad ones, and spring for the extra money. I don't even know what the brand is of the one that I got. It was um, it was a Italian brand, which is probably part of the reason why it costs so damn much. It was like the Ferrari of mattresses, you know, essentially is what they said. Um, but whatever, you know, you pony up. And I've had it for 10 years. Um, you should probably replace them every about 15 years or so. Uh, but yeah, I mean, spend some money on a decent mattress. You know, it is what it is. <clears throat> um, let me see here. We got weighted blankets, sleep study. Oh, I forgot to cover the chili pad. I really like this thing. This is one of my favorite things. Um, if, if I were to pick just one thing out of everything that I've done, beyond like blackout curtains and a dark cold room, obviously, because those are those are like basics. I'd say the chili pad is like right up there. Um, where's my chili pad? <clears throat> so I came across these uh, years and years ago. So they have these. So the website is sleep, sleep.me now. So they've, so they've changed it. Like I bought this quite a few years ago. Um, let me see here. Looks like they have a Black Friday sale on too right now. So this would be a good idea to get one of these. So this is the one that I have over here, the one on the left, the cube, uh, which I think is one of the originals, but they have newer ones now that, um, let me go down here. Where are they? So it looks like this one over here, the newest one, uh, which I don't have, um, but when mine dies, I'll probably upgrade to it. You can set the temperature um, you know, throughout the night based on what time it is there's an app it's you know they really geek out with these sort sorts of things now the one that i have is very basic it's uh this one over here it's the cube so it's this guy over here uh it's very simple it's got a a pad it's got these coils through it kind of like a radiator would in your car very very thin um tubes and you put distilled water into the cube um and basically it pumps the water through that pad underneath your body and it sets the water to a certain temperature. You use distilled water so it doesn't clog up the, uh, the pad arteries and all that stuff. And you can set it to whatever temperature you want. It's fucking amazing, especially in the summertime. Um, even with the AC running, because you know your bedroom's on the top floor of the house, it's always warmer upstairs. And I'll, I'll turn that thing on like half an hour before I go to bed. And by the time I crawl into bed, the sheets are nice and cool. You know, you put on the weighted blanket and you just sleep like a fucking champ. You sleep like a baby. Um, chili pads are awesome. I highly recommend them. They're not cheap, though. Uh, I paid like 1500 bucks when I bought mine. I've got a king. Um, does it price it out over here for you? Let's see. Buy the Uller sleep system. Come on. Load the page. Uh, this is, okay, that's not the one that I have. 
Um, this is a more advanced one, obviously, that has a controller unit and it's Bluetooth enabled. So this probably lets you set different temperatures throughout the night. But this one here, for example, so there's single if you just want to do it for your side or there's double if you want it for both sides. And a king would cost you. Actually, it's not bad. It's cheaper because I probably paid about 1500 bucks for the basic bitch one when I got it. And now you get this advanced model. Well, this is probably the Black Friday sale for $1,349. Um, I will say this, though. It, it makes a little bit of noise. So if you like a super quiet room, it it's basically to me like white noise now. It's just a very low low decibel hum, right? I don't even hear it. It, it doesn't bother me. It's, it, like if you like white noise, like some people even buy white noise machines that just make like a very low audible sort of consistent hum to sleep to. The uh, chili pad or uh, sorry, it's called sleep.me now. It looks like they've rebranded. But that thing, it, it gives you that little quiet sound. It pumps the cool water underneath your body. Um, I usually set mine to about, I, I got it on Fahrenheit. So I set it to about 59 degrees Fahrenheit in the wintertime. And in the summertime, I set it to like 55. Uh, it's awesome. It is it, like, it is, it is so good. I like, you know, my, <laughs> my chick will be like, Hey, you want to sleep at my place tonight? And I'm like, no, not really. <laughs> I got all this shit at my house. Um, the chili pad is amazing. I would highly, highly recommend it. If you've got sleep issues and um you haven't tried one i don't know if they have a refund policy but honestly who cares it's awesome it it's one of my favorite things um you want to lower your core body temperature you're always going to get better more restful deeper sleep if your if your body temperature drops at night that's what you want that's that's part of the reason why they say cool your room and sleep in a cold environment you got to remember at nighttime for hundreds of thousands of millions of years it was always cooler than during the day so our body is, um, it's, 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 it's calibrated to want cooler temperatures at nighttime. So that's what the chili pad, you know, delivers for you. You're in a bed, you've got a blanket over you, obviously, um, you know, which you pretty much always use, but having a nice cool, like bottom to you, it just takes the heat away from your body. It's, it's beautiful. I love it. Um, I can't say enough good things about it. Can you tell I like it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see if I covered everything because I think I might have got everything at this point. Weighted blanket, sleep study, the ring, good mattress. Oh, supplements. Last thing. Supplements is the last thing. So uh, supplementation that I use. So I have my pills over here, my little tray that I take when I do the um, ad reel. So when I drop the ad reel between the Q&A and the show, that's when I take my, my drink. I have a Glycine drink over here, um, which is great for uh, sleep. It's a, it's a cheap supplement. Glycine easy to get. Um, and the supplements that I use are GABA. Um, that's not in my store, by the way, but I do have a sleep supplement. Uh, magnesium 3 and 8. And my supplement as well, which I take along with everything. I'll put that up on the screen. I'll show you the ingredients. Um, share screen. Where's the supplement tab? There it is. Um, so if you go to the shop, um, there's all products tab over here and they're all organizer. You can just kind of scroll down to the bottom. It's called Alpha Z, uh, Z's if you will. And, and it's a sleep supplement. It's great. It's very high quality sleep supplement. Uh, the ingredients in it are valerian root, chamomile, lemon balm, passion flower. It has some GABA. I take extra GABA by the way, because 
you can only get so much in a capsule. Um, so you basically have to take five capsules, but the dose that they have is for uh, two with this setup. But I also take extra GABA as well. GABA is, is, is something that sort of like puts your mind at ease and chills you out and lets you relax and lets you stay asleep. Um, one of the things I noticed when taking GABA, is, it's just an amino acid, by the way. These are all natural things. Um, is that it just lets you sleep better throughout the night. You don't wake up for no reason. You just kind of just stay asleep. Um, 5-HTP, L-theanine, vitamin B6, and it's got a small amount of melatonin. Um, this is a great supplement. I highly recommend you take it. Um, I know a lot of guys that watch my stuff are concerned with things like um, testosterone levels. And if you're not getting good, restful, quality sleep, your testosterone levels are going to suck, right? Um, there's a reason why we're like we're going to have these in bundles or when you check out, if you put something in the cart like testosterone, like alpha T, you know, for example, um, then it's going to recommend pretty soon. I have the guys updating the site. Hey, you know, you got this, but if you want to boost testosterone levels, bundle it with these things for the best synergistic effect. Definitely, guys, sleep is so important on so many levels. Productivity, strength training, cognition, sexual function, testosterone levels. Um, it's it's probably one of the most overlooked biohacks. Just good quality, restful sleep. Good seven to eight, you know, seven to nine hours of sleep per day is awesome. You know, once you get it figured out, and everything works for you. It's just incredible. It's trust me. I've had shit sleep. Like I said, at the start of the show, when you sleep three and a half to four and a half hours a night, you feel like dog shit. You're, you're just not productive, man. You're down on yourself. Your energy levels are low. You, you just don't want to do anything and you hate your life. Um, before you go and like, I say this many times, you know, before, before you go and take permanent steps to a temporary problem in your life, and most people know what I mean, you know, when I say that by now, um, work on yourself, lose the weight, improve your sleep, increase your testosterone levels, improve your physique, all of those things. Um, you know, the point of this episode is to help you guys understand sleep and getting better sleep. And I hope it's been helpful. If it has, leave a comment below. Um, this is the supplement that I recommend for my line. We're also going to be adding a uh, magnesium supplement in the next few weeks. Um, it's just getting approved and the label's getting done, but there's going to be an alpha mag that's going to be added to the sleep line because magnesium is incredibly important for uh, contributing to, to strong sleep. So um, yeah, I've just added that too. So that'll be out pretty soon as well. But grab the alpha Z. If you haven't tried it, add it to your sleep routine. It definitely works and helps out. That's that's pretty much everything, guys. That's that's a very very comprehensive li uh, list of things. Uh, did I miss anything? Baz, exercise, EMF, Wi-Fi, consistency, efflux, use of screens, remove stress. That's it. Um, those would be the meat and potatoes. There's probably one or two things that are missing from that list, but I would imagine that's about 99% of what what it is that you need to be attentive to. If you want to get the most restful sleep of your life, the best sleeps of your life, nothing better than that, man. Especially when, you, when you've had shit sleep in your life, life, there's nothing better than getting, I love it. I fucking love it when I wake up in the morning and I look at my uh, ring data and it's like, you got nine hours of sleep or like close to 10 hours of sleep. I'm like, yes, this today is God mode. Okay. <laughs> there's, um, the, 
The other cool thing with the Aura Ring too is in the app, there's a um, there's a score called the readiness score. And the readiness score takes into consideration your sleep score, your exercise patterns, your heart rate, your heart rate, your HRV, all this stuff. Um, so I hired a personal trainer uh, to train me because I'm planning on doing a bodybuilding competition in about a year's time mm -hmm. for my next birthday. So um, one of the things he said to me is like, you know, like, so I prepay for all the sessions, obviously, like 20 at a time. And he goes, check your sleep score in the morning. And if it's too low, we'll cancel the workout. I don't want to waste any energy or, or, or any uh, workout sessions if you don't have a good readiness score. So I find it interesting that, that like a lot of this data is useful to many other areas of your life. One of the things that I noticed too, since I also improved all of these things, is when I first got the ring. So when I had the first generation ring, I had that for a couple of years before I got this one. So maybe three or four years ago. The first generation ring, I always noticed that my heart rate was higher at night for some reason. Average heart rate was somewhere between 60 and 68, which isn't which isn't terrible, but it's not great, right? Like your heart's working more than it should. Maybe because I wasn't getting enough oxygen, maybe because um, body temperature was too high, maybe because maybe whatever, it doesn't matter. But when I first kind of went on this journey, one of the things I noticed when I was tracking the data was my, you know, my heart rate was high or there was even times where it would spike. It would, it would get very, very elevated. So on the Loki app, um, which I showed you, which had those bar graphs or those bars with your blood oxygen level, whenever there was a dip in my blood oxygen that went below 90%, right, which would happen, there would be a spike in my heart rate. So think about this for a second. You're not breathing properly. You're not getting enough oxygen in your body, to your brain, to your organs. So your heart then probably goes, well, fuck, let's pump faster to move it around, you know, move the blood around more. And hopefully that'll solve the problem, but it doesn't. So it's like you're adding extra stress on your cardiovascular system. This is one of the things that Derek was talking about. You're adding extra stress on your cardiovascular system while not getting enough oxygen into it, you know, overrunning your heart unnecessarily. And when I went through all of these uh, steps and I, you know, I did the sleep study, I got the, the, the chili pad, the CPAP you know, monitoring the blood, uh, blood oxygen, you know, like over all these years and all this sort of stuff. I noticed that with all these small incremental improvements, now my heart rate is around 59 when I sleep, right? Like one beat per second, which is a lot more normal. Like if you're around 58 to 59 while you're asleep, that's great. You're around in your sixties, high 60, 68, not, not terrible, but not great. Not even good. It's probably leaning into like, not, not healthy. But the other thing I noticed too is very calm heart rate, 58, 59, but there's no spikes in heart rate ever anymore because I'm getting good blood, good blood oxygen levels. So my heart's not going, okay, we got to pump faster to get, you know, the, the blood moving, you know, to where it needs to go. So, you know, take it for what it's worth, guys. Um, I've put a lot of time, effort and resources into sort of biohacking my own life and getting my sleep sort of fixed up and squared away. I really, really truthfully hope that this episode was helpful. I know a lot of guys, you know, it's all about the women and the girls and why they should do that and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, like I get it, like, you know, getting your head squared away around that matters too. But if I'm being honest with you, I, I, I truthfully hope that this video gets more views than any of those other videos. I really do, because I think it's a lot more helpful for you guys to get better sleep and do whatever you can to improve your sleep. So 
take from it what you will, spend the money on what you want. Um, I'll say this before I wrap up because this question will probably you know come up. If I have whatever, like what top three would I pick? If money was no object, I would definitely say, if money was no object, I would say chili pad, mattress, and sleep study to see if you need a um, CPAP to increase the blood oxygen. If money is an object, cold, dark, and quiet. Blackout curtains are fucking cheap. Lowering your temperature in your room shouldn't cost, it'll save you money if, you know, if anything, um, with the exception of summertime when you got to crank up the AC. Um, but cold, dark, and quiet would probably be the eye mask, earplugs, blackout curtains. Uh, those don't cost much. Start there if you don't have a lot of money. If money's not a problem, do everything. <laughs> do everything that I did because it fucking helps. Anyway, um, I'm going to switch over and do some Q&A. So let me grab the invite link and we'll do a little bit of that before we uh, wrap up. You can bring any question you want. If, you, if it's on the topic tonight, great. Call in and ask any question. Uh, fire away. So the StreamYard link is going to be pinned in the YouTube uh, top message. Uh, let me grab the link here and I'll put it in all chat. So again, if you're watching this somewhere else, Twitter, Facebook, Twatch, whatever, uh, I've just dropped the YouTube link over to YouTube. The StreamYard link is pinned up at the top. All right, let's, uh, let me take a minute. I'm going to pop my uh, vitamins, <laughs> my nighttime vitamins. Uh, I'm going to run the ad reel, pay some bills, and then we'll do some Q&A. So click that link and hop in if you got questions. This episode is brought to you by the Unplugged Alpha Supplements and Grondike Soap Company. Brothers, if you're like me and you take what you put in your body seriously, you'll want to use the Unplugged Alpha Supplements. An obsession with absorption is what sets this line apart from the others. You want to make sure that you absorb as much of the supplements as possible so you don't end up peeing out expensive urine. My supplement line is made in the United States from the highest quality domestic ingredients. And unlike cheaper supplements from China in plastic bottles, mine ship in dark glass bottles to keep your supplements fresher, longer, and won't seep endocrine disrupting plastics into your supplements. Nothing is a hard tablet. Everything is in an easily digestible, bioavailable capsule. You can filter all products by various categories, including testosterone support, estrogen metabolism, fat burning, immune health, sleep support, and performance. Visit theunpluggedalpha.com forward slash shop and use the subscribe and save option to get 10% off your supplement orders or use coupon code alpha10 for 10% off a one-time order to try it out. Then I use tactical soap and God of War beard oil every day. Tactical soap is a handmade product made in the United States from ingredients you can actually pronounce, not conventional endocrine lowering toiletry chemicals. Both the soap and the beard oils are infused with bioidentical pheromones that are designed by a clinical psychologist and pheromone expert to maximize attractiveness to the opposite sex. Go visit coopersoap.com and get 10% off your order today. Guys, check out my website at richcooper.ca for more information on booking me for coaching, my community, my courses, and a whole bunch more. You can also find all the useful links pinned below in the top YouTube comment of all my videos. Now let's get on with the show. All right, let's get on with that damn show. Uh, I'm just looking at the comments because you guys were motoring away while I was doing that. I wasn't really paying attention to the comments. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Dude here in the comments says, I see a sleep specialist. Unfortunately, I need Lunesta for constant quality sleep. Um, I would challenge that. If you're taking prescription sleeping pills, it's not good. Um, 
I've used prescription sleeping pills, I think maybe once in the last five years. And uh, I've tracked the sleep data. It's not good. You don't get good restful sleep. Um, look, there's times in your life where stress might be a huge issue for you. And maybe you might need to use, you know, scripted pills for a few days or a week or something like that. But I would never, ever recommend anybody lean on that as a, uh, a lifestyle choice. It's, um, it's not a good thing. Um, you want to stay away from as many scripted items as you possibly can. Um, but that's just me. Uh, unplug the router at night, breathe through nose. Yeah, we talked about that. Uh, yeah, so this time of year, fall time, you will feel like you've got lower energy. It's just because of sunlight. Um, you get less sunlight exposure, especially in the northern hemisphere, because the days are a lot longer in the nor northern hemisphere in the summertime and a lot shorter in the wintertime. When you go further south, it's pretty much the same. Maybe some slight changes, you know, the closer you are to the equator, the, 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 there's less and less difference. Like I was in Barbados once in the summertime and I was shocked uh, which is very, very close to the equator. And I was shocked that the uh, like the sun sets at like fucking six. <laughs> Whereas in Toronto, it was like close to 10 at that time of year. Um, but yeah, you, you will notice that. But getting sunlight in your eyes in the morning and at night, uh, taking definitely take more vitamin D. I have a, a, a DK product in my uh, supplement line. I'm not, I'm not going to pull up the screen, but it's that one there, vitamin DK. Uh it's it's mixed with vitamin K so that you don't calcify your arteries. Uh, most vitamin D products don't even have that, or if they do, it's not in the right ratios. But take additional vitamin D. I I usually increase my dose by about a third in the wintertime, uh, just because I get a lot less sunlight. Sometimes fifty percent. Um, yeah, pure silence, uh, white noise, like the hum of a fan. I'm not a fan. Yeah, white noise. I mean, you won't notice the white noise after you get used to it. Uh, best sleep I ever got was after good old-fashioned 112 work week in a steel mill feeding 115-ton DC arc furnace. Yeah. Physical labor will put you to sleep, gentlemen. It, it will. You know, I always get way better sleep. I notice it all the time. If I do any, like, if I have a heavy physical day <coughs> doing a lot of shit, picking up heavy stuff, putting it down, um you know, whatever it happens to be throughout the entire day, I sleep really good. Some of the best sleeps I ever uh, got in my life was doing canoe trips in Algonquin Park um, because it's back country, it's, it's deep woods. You're carrying a heavy pack. You have to portage the canoe. You have to carry the canoe. You're paddling all day long. You have to set up camp, collect wood, campfire, all that kind of shit. Um, and, you know, the fact that you're sleeping in the fucking woods where there's oxygen everywhere um and, and it's cold at night it's very very cool at night i always have the best sleeps out out there um it's not natural to you know be around light and emf and noise and you know light pollution all that sort of stuff it's just not some people also say that grounding is good for you too uh grounding mats um the best ones that i've seen are the ones that basically like go to your it's kind of like a chili pad. It's like an extra chili pad sort of thing. And there's a wire that goes outside and sort of grounds them in the ground. Um, you know, some people swear by those too. I haven't tried that. I mean, if I'm getting nine, 10 hours of sleep, you know, in some great nights, I don't like, I've done a lot again. There's, there's of course always more stuff that you can do, but I don't, but I don't push myself that far. Um, 
Yep, this guy knows what's up. No TV in the bedroom. Bedrooms for two things only. Absolutely. This guy knows exactly what's up. Get rid of your shit in it. You know, the bedroom. <clears throat> um, uh, it's a myth that some guys only need a few hours of sleep. I hear guys boast about this and I used to think the same thing. Yeah, like these these fucking goofballs that are like, oh, I'm I'm so productive with only four hours of sleep, or I'll take a 15 minute nap throughout the day or something like no. No, you're 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 absolutely positively full of shit. You're not designed to operate that way. You're not a superhuman, you're not a fucking cyborg, you don't work that way. I guarantee if you wore a sleep tracker and compared the data to what I'm collecting, um deeper, more restful sleep, better heart rate variability, better uh, pulse rate. All that stuff. Um, it matters. I don't care. It's your life. You know, you do whatever you want. Um, yeah. EMF meters are kind of interesting. When in doubt, I just tested it out. So cell phones blasted off the meter, um, which is why you shouldn't have your cell phone in your bedroom at night. It's, it's a rule I have in my house. I do not let anybody have their cell phone in their bedroom at night. My kid, my chick, nobody. Uh, cell phones are in other rooms on their chargers on uh, silent mode or do not disturb whatever airplane mode. And they are away from you. That is, that is it. it. You know, you don't like that fucking rule. Get the fuck out. Um, it is what it is. Uh, tips on snoring. Okay. So this is a good question. I didn't, I didn't address this. Um, one of the, so if you're going to sleep on your back, you're probably going to snore. All right. Because after you relax and you fall asleep, the muscles in your throat sort of relax and they sort of collapse on each on themselves and they'll and they'll start to obstruct your uh, airway. <clears throat> so that's why they call it obstructive sleep apnea. Um, if you're sleeping on your back and in my sleep study, I slept on my back more than I normally do. I, I normally don't even sleep on my back <clears throat> because it was uncomfortable with all the fucking wiring. So that was the only way that I could like get comfortable. So I fell asleep that way. And of course, sleep apnea, you're snoring, you're not breathing properly. It happens. So sleeping on your back is a bad idea if you want to avoid uh, clean breathing. And if you don't want to snore, sleeping on your side is the best way to go. For me personally, some people can sleep on their stomach. I can't sleep on my stomach because I'm fucking like this. And it's it's not good. I just hate fucking kinks in my neck or sleeping on my stomach. So I tend to sleep on my side. Um, one of the things that I've done to sleep on my side, and I got this re recommendation from this uh, coach that I hired is get a big, long body pillow and put it between your knees and you sleep on your right side rather than your left side. You can sleep on both sides, but the reason why they say to sleep on your right side is your liver is your biggest organ in your body and it's mostly on your right side. So if you sleep on your left side, then it kind of puts some pressure on your lungs. Okay. That's unnecessary. If you sleep on your right side, because again, your liver is a big organ and it's up here. It's just underneath your lungs. It's a very big organ. Uh, you sleep on this side, then it's not causing any pressure on your lungs, making it easier for you to breathe. So they say to sleep on your right hand side with a body pillow, kind of through like, like through your knees, kind of up your shoulder like this. And that's the best way to stop um, snoring. And generally, if I sleep that way, I mean, with the CPAP, you don't snore anyway. But if I sleep that way without a, a CPAP, then I don't snore. So that and mouth taping will, you know, be helpful. So sleeping on your side with mouth taping. Um, what else we got here? Vibrate, no coffee after 12, 10 to 15K of vitamin D, DK mix. That's mine. I just talked about that. 
sun gazing. Yeah, sun gazing. Yeah, I guess it's called sun gazing. So more AM and PM sun gazing. So you look at the sun for you know 12, 15 minutes. Um, don't work out before you sleep. That's a good tip. Thanks, Steph. Don't work out before you sleep. You don't want to excite your organs, if you will, you know, like your body, like sleep is a restful time. It's the wind down time. It's the end of the day. It's, you know, it's whatever, you know, like that's, how are you going to, you know, go to sleep if you're just ripping on the fucking treadmill and your heart rate's going 140, 150 beats per minute, right? <clears throat> Yeah, uh, Huberman's got some good po- podcasts on sleep. Uh, David Sinclair, I want to say David Sinclair, maybe that's not the right name, but there was another dude that was on um, on the podcast circuit that's a uh, world-renowned sleep expert. Like, like all he does is sleep studies. Uh, CBD topical rub affects sleep, Rich. Um, so CBD doesn't isn't an active uh, hallucinogenic. It's not a... It's not a drug in that sense. Like it has a more calming effect. So CBD is fine. You can take CBD oil, CBD rub, whatever. Um, I don't use CBD anymore. I didn't really find that it did anything for me. It was like I was spending money on something that wasn't effective for me. Um, Weighted blankets with a bomb. Sleep studies suck. Yes, they do. They want me to come back and do another one, by the way, now that I got the CPAP. Well, we have to calibrate it for you. I actually looked up a, a YouTube video that shows you exactly how to calibrate the machine so you don't have to go back to their stupid fucking studio and get all wired up. So as long as my blood oxygen level is higher than what it was before, I'm happy with that because that's what it boils down to at the end of the day. Is your, like, if, if your blood oxygen when you're sleeping is 96, 97, 98, 98 is awesome, 96, 97, okay. If it's going below 96, 95, then you're starting to have problems um, is what it is, right? Like you'll only know, again, you can only manage what you measure. So if you're not measuring it, it's not like, well, do you think I'm okay? I don't fucking know, right? I'll tell you how weird this stuff is. So when I was in Cabo, I shared a room with my buddy. Um, he's a bit older than me. He's still in very, very good shape. But he, dude snores at night. And I, and I actually had my sleep tracker with me. So I was like, dude, you're fucking snoring. That can't be good for you. You know, I've got my sleep tracker if you want to put it on. He's like, yeah, yeah you know, I'll wear it. I'll try it out and we'll see what comes out of it. I thought for sure he was going to have bad data. He had great data, actually. His, his, his blood oxygen was like 96, 97% most of the fucking night, even though he was snoring. So I was like, oh, okay. So snoring isn't always an indicator that you'll have low blood oxygen. Maybe tracking it for like three or four nights would have been better. Like, like he only wore it for one night just to see what it would have shown. But I was more curious, you know, for myself. Um, but yeah, so, you know, again, you can only manage what you're measuring. So if it's, if it's an unknown to you, uh, start to measure it somehow. You don't know what your weight's like. If you're losing weight, get a fucking scale. You don't know what your body fat's like, measure your body fat. You don't know if you're getting good quality sleep, start with a blood oxygen monitor, right? Like, to me, the blood oxygen monitor is more useful than a sleep tracker like the ring. The ring's probably more expensive than the blood oxygen monitor. I think the ring's like 350 or 450. The blood oxygen monitor is 200 bucks. Get the blood oxygen monitor. It's more important, right? <clears throat> uh, I don't know that Wim Hof breathing has any effect on sleep, but it'll certainly improve um, your cardiovascular health, I would imagine. Uh I talked about underdevelopment of jaw airways. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He was talking about this. Um, there's a clip out there somewhere. 
when he was talking to the sleep expert. One of the things that I've seen people do is they have um, a fucking strap. It's like a chin strap um, that goes underneath your chin and kind of like over the top of your head. So it keeps your mouth shut. So if you tape and you use that chin strap, <clears throat> I asked them to try on the chin, chin, the chin strap device when I got the CPAP machine. I didn't like it. Plus, I've already got that other fucking strap on my head. And I don't breathe through my mouth or open my mouth when I sleep anymore anyway with the CPAP. So it doesn't really matter. <clears throat> they also have those um, mouth guards. Uh, do not buy the fucking generic off-the-shelf molded one. I had at one point over the last few years, because I get people that send me samples for shit all the fucking time. Most of it's garbage, which is why I never talk about it. But I'm not going to mention the company's names, but there was like one or two of them. And, you know, you heat it up in hot water and it's molded and you kind of put it in your mouth and you bite into it and it like molds your teeth sort of thing. And then you're supposed to wear it at night when you sleep. They are so fucking uncomfortable. It's like they're useless. I could never get used to it. It didn't solve any problems with snoring. It's just a fucking waste of money. It's a gimmick. Um, if you're going to get a mouth guard, get the dentist to do a proper mold, spend 60 bucks and get a proper one rather than spending, you know, 1997 or two easy payments of 1997 for some cheap shit made in uh, China. Uh, get a, get a proper mold, baby. If, you know, you're going to do the mouth guard route. <clears throat> Let me see here. Uh, uh, I had sinus surgery a few months ago from mouth breathing. It's called turbinate reduction you should get it rich it's free surgery in canada and i can breathe freely now um well i don't mouth breathe i only i only have to mouth breathe when i'm talking so it's not a problem for me i'm a nose breather uh, <laughs> alexia and alexa and siri can fuck off i don't know why people put these things in that like do you guys understand that they're listening to you Google and Amazon is listening to your to your fucking days. Don't think for a second they're not. I know for a fact that they listen because I've had my phone and I've been talking about something like, I remember one time I was, uh, I don't know, I was talking about a car, let's say, like the new McLaren something or another. And I'm at lunch, the phone's on the table. We're going on for 15, 20 minutes. Buddy goes to the bathroom. What do you, of course, do? You're bored, so you pick up your phone. What's going on? I go to Google. The first fucking thing that it shows me is the exact car that I'm talking about. They are listening to you. Your devices listen to you. Okay. Don't think for a second that these things aren't listening to you. <clears throat> uh, I work for a foam factory making molds. They do everything from automotive chairs to mattresses. The chemicals they use are nasty. Yeah. They're like, they've done studies on this, guys. These, these like $500 mattresses that they ship to your door in a box whatever they are. I'm not even going to mention their names because they get so fucking butt hurt. They try to sue you. <laughs> They're dog shit. You get what you pay for. You're, you're one, one third of your life for 10 to 15 years. Some people sleep on mattresses for 20 years, even longer. So for one third of your days, weeks, and years, for about 15 to 20 years, you're on that one fucking thing. You can't spend a few thousand dollars more to get a quality product right? But you'll spend fucking like three times that for your latest and greatest TV for the Super Bowl. Give me a fucking break. Uh, do, do, do. Mornings are cool. Do men and women sleep differently? Slightly. I think men and women have slightly body temperatures. I tend to sleep a little warmer. My chick's a little cooler. <clears throat> 
uh, iodine. What's this guy saying about iodine? Make sure you're getting iodine. Uh, if you have a woman in your life, make sure she's getting it. Your thyroid, yeah. So iodine is important for thyroid function. We know that. Um, I have a um, a spray that I use. It's a tincture. Um, I can't remember what the product's called. It's in a bottle about this size, and it's called Thyroid Support. It's got zinc, iodine, selenium. All these things it's kind of a blend you just kind of spray it in your mouth you give yourself about 12 sprays a day um you can check your blood sorry blood iodine levels aren't as accurate as urine iodine levels so if you're going to get a test done from your doctor make sure you ask them for the urine iodine levels because blood iodine is not really what you want to track if you want to find out if you have low iodine urine iodine is what you want to check I was experimenting with red. Okay, this is something I forgot to talk about. Red and near red infrared light. And I've noticed that a red light session at night right before bed, I sleep like a log, maybe a biohack I didn't know about. So this is actually true. Um, wood burning fires, wood burning stoves, fireplaces, candles even, uh, they give off red light. They give off infrared light uh, in the right spectrum that you want, which helps improve sleep functions. Um, so that's why, you know, if you're by a campfire at night, you generally feel relaxed, calm, chill. When you're ready to go to bed, you have deep, restful sleep. Um, so yeah, um, I mean, you can get an infrared light. I've got a juve light. Um, they're, they're kind of awkward to use. It's like, you have to sit there and fucking use it for a certain period of time. Um, I used to use it in my sauna but the fucking plug that was working for it doesn't work anymore. So, um, I gotta, I gotta fix that. But infrared light is a useful tool. Uh, maybe I'll talk about that at one point in the future. Uh, thanks for the super chat, Tom. Appreciate it. I'm glad you enjoyed the show. Glad you enjoyed the show. Yeah, here you go. Uh, firelight. I sit by my wood stove at night and it's relaxing. Absolutely. Yeah. Infrared light. You get it from, uh, fires. I don't know if you get it from gas fireplaces though. I don't, know if you get it from gas um maybe somebody in the comments there's always an expert out there so there's somebody in the comments right now that probably has the answer to that drop that below uh chili pad okay so we got through all of it here uh we've got a couple of people looking to ask a question uh let's hit josh over here he's got something about liver king josh what's up buddy you're muted by the way mm, do you have a mic yeah i got a mic don't worry uh, yeah, okay, so something about Liver King and a plug? Yeah, I can't remember. I don't know what it's called, but I remember seeing on his Instagram that I think he's when he was at a hotel because it was like, I don't know if you can uh, I can't honestly remember the life of me, but I know it has something to do with improving your sleep. Is it a Faraday but, tent? Yeah, one of them is a tent. And oh, okay, like so if a, it's a tent that you put over the bed, it's probably like a Faraday cage. Yeah. Uh, speaking of him, what do you make of him? Make of Liver King? Yeah. <laughs> that guy's full of sh Well, okay. Absolutely 100% on fucking gear. He's not natty. Don't fucking lie about it. The problem is, is that guys like him, Michael Hearn, The Rock, they're so far and so deep into the lie, they can't rescind it. It's like, I'm natty, I'm natty, I'm natty. They can't ever say that they're not, right? So mm. they're way too far down the rabbit hole. They can't fucking admit it, but... He's clearly not fucking natural. Like any expert that's looked at him has, has, has said, this motherfucker is not natural. He is on gear. Okay. So there's that. 
And then there's a question about ab implants too. And mm. I was, I was watching this one thing because like when you move, you know, your abs kind of move, like they twist with you. Yeah. But mm. there was a guy that did an analysis on it and it's like, he's always sitting there without a shirt off. So you can see him in every fucking pose and it, it never yeah. moves. Right. Huh. Um, so it's either ab implants or the other theory they have is, is I did ab uh, sculpting where they basically go in and they do lipo liposuction between the ab muscles to kind of accentuate that ab segment. Um, yeah, but I don't believe for a second that you can just eat bull balls and fucking, you know, lift weights and just stand in the sun all day with your shirt off and grow a long beard in your hair and you'll be a fucking mm. god. Like the dude's on gear. He's lying about that. And, you know, the stuff about the abs, I don't know. I mean, the only way that you can tell is if you do an ultrasound in that area, you can buy an ultrasound device and you can scan it and then you'll see a silicone you know, like implants. So if he wants to prove that he doesn't have ab, ab implants then he would do that, but you know, why would you, if you're scared of that? Uh, yeah. I've got another question. Yeah. What are some TV shows you recommend any guy watch? Um, for me, like, like breaking bad. So I liked uh, Vikings, Peaky Blinders. Oh, I like Peaky Blinders. Um, I like shows that portray men in masculine roles, conventionally masculine roles. Yellowstone. Um, that's the stuff that I watch. Like, mm -hmm. as soon as I turn something on and there's some woke, purple-haired fucking, like, in the wrong place at the wrong time because Hollywood wants to put it there for progressiveness, I just turn it off. That's why a lot of people like shonen anime as well. <laughs> Don't watch it. Um, mm. But but back to the point of like that that Faraday cage, that tent. I mean, that's a bit overkill. Um, would mm. it help with your sleep? Would it eliminate the EMF a, a little bit more, possibly? But I mean, now you're getting into nerd zone. Like you can walk into my bedroom and you would never know, aside mm. from the chili pad cubes that are at the end of the bed, um, that there's anything different in the room right but when you start putting like weird metal tents over your bed as a faraday cage uh, i don't know i mean that's just not for me i'm not going to go quite that far mm -hmm. makes sense yeah it makes sense all right josh thanks for popping in no worries bye see ya. um i'm gonna do victor real quick and then i'm gonna wrap up vic what do you got for me buddy uh your take on naps my take on naps apps Naps, naps. Oh, like naps. During the day. Yeah, during the day. Naps. Um, I don't usually take naps. Um, I do from time to time. And if I just feel sleepy during the day, I just, okay, I'm going to take a nap. And, I'll, and what I'll do is I'll just either, if I'm at home, I'll either just lie on the couch and I'll put something over my eyes, like an eye mask, or I'll take a I usually keep a, a beanie or a toque around. I'll just kind of pull it up, you know, put it on my head and pull it over my eyes. And I'll just sleep for like 45 minutes to an hour. I just put a timer on the stove from downstairs so it beeps loudly so it wakes me up because I don't want to oversleep. Um, or I'll do it in my room and I have a timer on my phone and it, and it wakes me up. But I never oversleep. Like I never do more than 45 minutes to an hour. But it's only if I need it. Um, it doesn't happen that often. If I get good quality sleep at nighttime, I usually don't need a nap. Okay, so 45 minutes to an hour, right? Yeah, don't don't sleep too much throughout the day. Like, I found a few times when I took a nap, it's like I'd get two or three hours sleep, and then I'd wake up feeling even more tired than what I was before I went to sleep. 
and then I can't sleep at night. So it seems like the sweet spot for me anyway, like some people say like 15 minutes to 30 minutes. Um, like my dad naps every day, but he's like fucking 78, but he'll, he'll nap every day and he's been doing it for at least 10 or 15 years. And his naps are like 15, 20 minutes. Okay. And, uh, pillows. One more important. Yeah. Part. Pillows kind of a personal thing, man. I've done, I've done water pillows, foam pillows, down pillows. It's like, for me, it's because I'm a side sleeper for the most part, it's whatever pillow keeps my neck and my head at a 90 degree angle to my shoulders. So find what works for you and use that. Okay. Uh, do you usually, you know about the pillows that you can hug like while you're sleeping? Do you usually like care about Yeah, like a body like, pillow. Or, yeah, 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 yeah. I was talking about that before. Yeah. So a body pillow is a good idea for sure. Yeah. I was thinking about that as well. Um, and I think the last question I have, just one second. Um, okay, I lost it. I will call next time when I remember it. But, uh, okay, no it's problem. about sleep as well. <laughs> but uh, thank you. Okay, I'll talk to you in a bit. Ciao. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, Jaren's saying here in the comments, I don't know why people lie about being on gear or get obsessed about being that. He's extremely common amongst everyday men like police, paramedics, border patrol, your average fit guy at the gym. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think they just want to hold out to the public that they are superhuman. That's why, I mean, look, if you look at a guy like Dwayne The Rock Johnson and believe for a second that motherfucker is natural, you're gullible. You're just you're just gullible. Same thing with Mike O'Hearn. Um, Michael Hearn is a fucking specimen, okay? Um, he was in the bodybuilder magazines when I was a kid, like in my 20s, and he still looks fucking awesome today. I think he's he's definitely in his 50s. I don't know how old exactly, but he looks better today literally than he did 20 years ago. He was one of the um, American gladiators, tall dude, chiseled face, like Chad-looking guy, almost perfect proportions. The guy claims that he's fucking natural, but he's but he's bigger, more ripped, more aesthetically fucking jacked than what he was literally twenty years ago in an older frame. It's impossible. It's it's not it's not fucking normal. You need performance enhancing drugs to accomplish that. So look, it is what it is. People people do this shit. I'm fucking superhuman. I'm I'm naturally whatever. No, you're not. Uh, look. I tell you guys straight up, I'm on therapeutic testosterone. I told you exactly what the dose is, what I take, when I take it, how I take it, how long I've taken it. Um, I did a shorter video on the Entrepreneurs and Cars channel uh, about a week ago on uh, TRT. Before you get on TRT, this is what you want to consider as far as lifestyle and supplementation. Um, there, there's a lot of new research and data out on herbs and supplements that you can take that will improve your testosterone levels so that you can delay or, or offset the need for any therapeutic doses of testosterone. Um, it's beneficial, right? Like, sure, it helps my life. I don't take huge, do like I'm not taking bodybuilder doses. Like, look at me, do, do I look like a bodybuilder? No, right? Um, I just take therapeutic doses that get me at a level that keep me healthy like I'm 25 years old again. Um, and that's all I want. I don't, I don't want to stress my organs and my body with heavy dosages. I will say this. I hired a personal trainer um, the other week. I was saying earlier in the show um, with the plans of doing a bodybuilding show in about a year's time. So 
he's an ex-bodybuilder. He's in his 60s, is in great shape. He's very fucking knowledgeable. He, like in the first lesson, I was I was blown away with everything that I learned. Like I've been lifting weights and training for pretty much my entire life. And I wasn't expecting to learn everything that I learned in even just the one session that I went to. Um, so I don't know, like we'll see what kind of results that I get out of a therapeutic dose of testosterone. Um, I'm not expecting miracles, but uh, by the sounds of things and, you know, the way that, you know, the training went today, he's he's got high, high hopes for um, July instead of November next year. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, I'll keep you guys posted on that. If you want to stay in touch or track my progress, uh, follow me on Instagram. The links are in the channel. Anyway, I'm going to wrap it up on that note. I'll see you guys in the next one. Have an amazing week, and uh, I hope this really helps you out. If it did, leave a comment below and share this.